Thanks for listening to the Free Rocky Nation. I'm your host, Amanda. Let's see what IDOC has been up to while we are trying to get back to normal. My father is currently in a one-man cell in two-house on D-Wing. Just to clarify, A-Wing is still the COVID-19 quarantine wing in two-house. D-Wing holds inmates waiting to go to court and waiting to have medical procedures. My father is having two hernias repaired. He will go to surgery any day now. We don't know the exact date, but we know for sure that this surgery is happening. Let's talk about this wing a little more. Two house D-wing inmates are locked in their cells all day for two days straight. On the third day, they are only allowed out for one hour to shower and use the phones. When my father asked about this regimen, he was told it was due to COVID. My father explained that most Illinois River inmates have been vaccinated twice. There are no new cases of COVID-19 in the Illinois River prisoner body. I wrote him an email asking about the court writ transfers. Some of those inmates are from other prisons in Illinois. They stay at Illinois River Correctional Center while waiting to go to court in Peoria. I asked if the court writ transfers are being tested for COVID prior to arriving at Illinois River or if they are tested once they arrive. Then I asked what happens after they are tested. Are COVID negative inmates still quarantined for two weeks on A-Wing or sent straight to D-Wing? Are COVID positive inmates sent to A-Wing. Prisoners from outside Illinois River definitely deserve to go to court. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm asking about what safeguards Illinois River has in place to not reintroduce the virus. Think back on how COVID was initially introduced to the Illinois River inmates. Speaking of D-Wing, my dad wrote, the staff and prison workers, prison workers who are other Illinois River inmates, would be spreading it every time they open my cell door and have face-to-face contact with me. This takes place six times a day at least. Then we have the nurse and correctional officer doing temperature checks. So how does locking me in a cell for a 72-hour stretch stop anything? This is very concerning. First, if you don't already know, one of the COVID variants does not produce a fever. Several places right where I live have stopped doing temperature checks. They know a temperature check won't alert staff to every COVID positive patient entering a building. Then we have the actual thermometer. We don't know if it's being cleaned in between each patient slash inmate scan. Most likely it is not cleaned as has been the case in the past. Secondly, we have the CO entering every cell again. If the virus is present, this officer accompanying the nurse is going to do the spreading. He or she is being exposed to every inmate in that wing. This was a terrible idea with the compliance checks. It is still a terrible idea. Third, we have the staff that pass out trays. In my email to my dad, I asked if the staff is wearing mask and gloves. I also asked if he has a mask on when they come. I don't know exactly how fast these people move when they hand out trays. Maybe the inmates don't have time to put on a mask. I will update you guys in a future podcast once my dad answers these questions. For now, I am cautiously optimistic about the COVID outlook at IDOC. I have some good news on the job and industry. 
My son wrote a letter to Warden Henthorne asking her to give my father a job to bring him home sooner. My father said that he is in the process of getting a job now. I guess my son's letter moved her. My son is pretty sweet, so maybe his letter really did help. If you are listening and also wrote a letter on my father's behalf, thank you so much. I want to leave you with this last topic. When my father recovers from surgery, he has to go somewhere. I don't know if he's going to be in four house with the other industry workers or if he's going to be placed back in three house. Either way, he needs a solid celly. His last celly in four house had mental issues, specifically schizophrenia. One day they were friends. The next day, the celly told my dad to, quote, pack his belongings and get out, end quote. Apparently, this inmate had a history of doing this. Then my dad went to Three House, got that bogus ticket for his celly's excess commissary, and had to prove his own innocence. Based on the amount of excess commissary and some other details, this guy was a habitual offender. Twice, my father has been placed with guys that like to buck the system and repeat history. My father is ahead of this, though. He already wrote to the placement office and asked why he was moved from Four House, as he fits the criteria to live there. Let's all pray for a chill Sally for Dad. I will let you guys know what story placement tells my father as soon as possible. This should be interesting. Guys, Springfield sent me a press release on April 12th. I almost forgot to tell you. It said that IDOC is resuming in-person visits. Let me read it to you. The Illinois Department of Corrections is resuming in-person visitation at its correctional facilities, affording incarcerated people the opportunity to see their loved ones for the first time in more than a year. With most people in IDOC custody now vaccinated, the Department's Office of Health Services and Operations Unit worked closely with the Illinois Department of Public Health to develop a multi-phase plan for resuming in-person visits in the safest manner possible. To prevent the potential for COVID-19 infection spread, IDOC, after consultation with Illinois Depe Department of Health, suspended visitation on March 14, 2020. East Moline Correctional Center is now accepting visitors, and the department's remaining correctional facilities are preparing to reopen their visiting rooms over the next few weeks. Visitation start dates, April 12, 2021, East Moline Correctional Center. April 19th, Graham, Taylorville, Jacksonville, Dixon, Centralia, and Stateville Correctional Centers. Stateville Northern Reception Center, Fox Valley, Crossroads, and North Lawndale ATC's Elgin Treatment Center. April 26th, Pinckneyville, Sheridan, Big Muddy, Pontiac, Shawnee, Vienna, Hill, Lawrence, Illinois River, woo woo! Robinson and Vandalia, Joliet, Peoria ATC, Kiwani, and Murfreesboro Life Skills Reentry Centers. May 3rd, Southwestern Illinois, Decatur, Logan, Lincoln, Western, Danville, and Menard. Maintaining family connection is a vital component of an incarcerated person's mental and emotional well-being, said IDOC Acting Director Rob Jeffries. Because of the aggressive measures the department has taken to mitigate COVID-19 within our facilities, IDOC is one of the few correctional systems in the nation now reopening to visitors. 
Everyone who enters an IDOC correctional facility is symptom screened, temperature checked, and provided a surgical mask. Plexiglass barriers have been installed on visiting tables, which are spaced apart to allow for proper social distancing. Visiting rooms and restrooms are deep cleaned between visits. IDOC is utilizing an online system to schedule visits and limit the number of visitors permitted at one time. More information on the resumption of in-person visitation is available on the department's website. Everybody, visit your loved ones as soon as you can. You'll have to wear masks and use a gallon of hand sanitizer, but it will be worth it. Until then, take your vitamins, wash your hands, and utilize the free video visits that GTL offers. Listen to the Free Rocky Nation on Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. Email us with your questions, comments, or ideas at freerocky at freerockynation.org. Don't forget to visit our blog at freelarryrockyharrisx2.com. Like us on Facebook at Larry Rocky Harris 1959. Buy my dad's books on Amazon. You'll find titles such as Never Ending Nightmare, 100 Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, 100 More Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, and The Prisoner's Guide to Filing a Winning Grievance.